Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis. Presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis. Well, not quite Mark Ennis. We are having some technical difficulties. Uh, just, I mean, solar flare today or something messed up AT&T. So it's just been a day of uh, calamity uh, when it comes to electronics, I guess. Got some gremlins on our side here at ESPN Louisville. We are working through those and hoping that one in one way, shape, or form we are going to have Mark uh, connect at some point um, today. We are working on that. But uh, in the meantime, instead of just playing commercials, we wanted to give you guys some content. While Tanner and I try to fix this back here, um, we are going to listen to Coach Kenny Payne's network postgame uh, interview with Paul Rogers and Pops um, last night after the Cards' 20-plus loss to uh, Notre Dame. So uh, without further ado, here's the coach of the Cards, Kenny Payne, after last night's loss. Kenny, um putting the headsets on here so you can hear me. I, I, I don't have a good question for you. I know it's extremely disappointing for you and, and for everybody. And uh, as rough as it's been at times this year, I don't think you saw this coming. No, not at all. I think that, um, you know, hats off to Notre Dame for coming into our home and, and playing the way they played. They were the aggressors. They hit us first. Um, disappointed in that. Very disappointed. Very upset about it. Um, but hopefully my guys learned a lesson um, and that we can build on from it. Um, you know, it's disheartening when you you have players that you're depending on to play a certain way, to dominate a game, and they shy away from playing that way. Uh, it's disappointing when you know um, that you have to defend with a certain fight. And you got to be precise in that fight. You got to be precise in how we guard. You got to be precise. But yet a guy goes off for just about his career high, and and two guys score 39 right at 40 points of their 72. We talked before the game how good they have been defensively. They've held every team below their scoring average, and they were tonight. But offense has not been their game, and tonight they uh, surpassed their average by some 10 points per game. They don't shoot threes well. They shot them well tonight. How does everybody seem to catch fire from three-point range against you guys? I mean, I just think you, we talk about guarding ball screens two-on-two so that we're not in rotations. But when we have to be in rotations, you're open up to threes, and we have to identify who the shooters are. 
And there were points in, in times tonight, Paul, to be honest with you, that the shooter was wide open. <laughs> How, if you've got a guard, too, and they throw it to the non-shooter, you can't leave the shooter to run to the non-shooter. And we did that. You know what what's I want to ask you about, though, is you've struggled to build your defense all year. You know that. We all know that. But offensively, you guys seem to be kind of had it hit your stride about two, three games ago, and now they seem to be struggling. What, what do you attribute that to? Well, for me, I talk all the time about the pace of how we run our offense. Me and Paul talked about it today at Shootaround. I need them to sprint in the screens. I need them to come off hard with force getting downhill off a ball screen. I need the ball to move from one side to the other and then attack the lane. Don't slowly process getting in the lane. Attack the lane because by going slow and processing or holding the ball or dribbling just to play the score. And when we have multiple guys that are playing to score instead of playing to create offense for us, we're not as good, and, and it's disheartening and it's frustrating for me because I show them film every day about how we look when we play in good offense, uh, how we look when we play in good defense. This is who you have to be every possession. This is who you have to be in order to beat these teams in this conference. And so when we don't do it, I'm disappointed. Did you expect them, again, for, I haven't seen hardly any Notre Dame, so maybe he does this all the time, but to hard double Brandon like they did on the past, they ran big to big and they just attacked him. Did I, you expect that? I what, expected them to do that. What were you that? trying to do out of it? I wanted Brandon to dribble up the lane, diagonally dribble up the lane, and read. And so there were times where Brandon didn't dribble and he tried to make a pass quick mm -hmm. turnover. Mm -hmm. uh, I needed him to embrace the trap, dribble up, and read what's open, and then for us to play off that. It's another way of having instant offense. Mm. You know, we want you to trap Brandon. Okay, trap him. Now, Brandon, make good decisions, and we'll play off of that. Mm -hmm. They they trap, as you talked about, but I don't consider them a, necessarily a big-time pressure team. But yet, is, there, is their positioning just so solid that makes them difficult to score They against? have very active hands. Um, they get their hands on a lot of balls. They gravitate to the ball when it's near the paint. Um, and they're alert. They're alert. And when you play defense like that, you're going to get steals and you're going to create turnovers because a team like us at times is lackadaisical on our passes. And we have to be sharper than that. I do have to give credit to Sky Clark. I, I know you lost by 22, and nothing else is really necessarily significant. But to come back from what we all know can be extremely painful, a broken rib, and have the kind of game he played, I, I think he deserves some praise for that. No question. He, um, you know, the reality of it is he did not go live in any practice. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I know he wanted to play, and he told me, I want to play, and I want to help the team. Okay, great. I would have liked to see him go full speed in a live situation, but I thought he played hard. I thought he played well. I thought he shot the ball well. Um, I would like for the, some of the turnovers, yeah. which is it's just carelessness yeah. um, and, and just knowing, okay, I'm not going to put four turnovers on my stat sheet. 
Yeah, he had four turnovers, but he did have 18 points, seven yeah. eight from the field. And eight rebounds. And all four of his threes and, and the eight boards. Yeah, no, the eight rebounds was really strong. Did, did, did the, I mean, it's, I'm not trying to give you an excuse, but is it hard? Guys in, guys out. Some practice, some don't practice. He didn't practice hard. That contributes to the offense being disjointed. It, it hurts your chemistry. I don't want to say it kills your chemistry, but it hurts your chemistry when for a couple games we don't have Tyler, we don't have Sky, and then we get them back and they have to be implemented into it. And then they hadn't really practiced. So we're sort of feeling our way in the game to figure out how we do this. Is Mike getting worn down? It looks like he is at times. Um, you know, he he, he plays legs in his shot. It looks like yeah, he's forcing his shot a little bit and guiding it a little bit. And um, I'm always talking to him about half strong legs when he shoot it. Um, but he is a little bit worn down and you can see it in his movements and his running and in his explosion of a shot. So it's your turn to take the weekend off. It happens to every team at some time through the year. And then you got four games left, three of them at home. What can you do specifically, what you want to work on, what you need to prove on, other than a little bit of everything? Uh, and, and will there be some rest involved, or do you need to really go full bore here for the next week to get ready for Duke? I think the first thing is, is getting a feel from them of where they are, mentally and physically. Um, and with that being said, if they are a little worn down, take a day or two off. Go do something and have fun. But know that when we come back, we got to come back laser focused. We got to come back better. We got to come back more disciplined. Um, this is winding down and it's been a long year. And I keep telling these kids every day, you don't want to live with the regret. The regret that you didn't give it your all. The regret that the season didn't go the way. Every day I've been saying it. Guys, I've, I played with guys over all my years. Over half the players live with regret. Mm -hmm. They're 50-, 60-year-old men that mm -hmm. have regret of, I didn't give this my all. Don't live your life that way. Give this your all. Um, and hopefully they listen, but I can't stop giving them that lesson and preaching that to them. This is the most unpleasant question, but they ask it. They ask us. Forgive me for asking it. Do you feel under the gun for next year? Do you, do you think about getting a year three or that the likelihood is not there or is there? What, what's your response? Because I don't speak for you, so I don't know yeah. what to say. How I, do you respond? I don't worry about it. Um, I know when I took the job, when I came here, what I said. I still believe in what I said. It's not an easy fix. Um, and I just said it to the press conference in there that I know this is going to change. Um, I know that we can change it. Um, I also know how hard it is to change it. Um, and I hope that people will acknowledge that this team has gotten better from year one to year two. Um, and then we're only going to get better. Um, so that's, to be honest with you, Bob, my thing is win the day. Mm -hmm. It's not worried about anything mm -hmm. else. Well, you're, you're always, always a gentleman and a, and a pleasure, Kenny. So thank you so much for thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, there you go. That was Coach Kenny Payne post game with Bob Alvano, Pops as I like to call him, and Paul Rogers. We're going to keep working on getting Mark connected, so uh, we're going to uh, get back to that. And you're listening to The Drive here on 93.9 The Bill. When we have an HVAC issue at the station, the only call we make is to the DFH company. They're fast, reliable, and they're good at what they do. If you have any issues in the final weeks of winter, make sure you give DFH company a call. And if your system's on its last legs, the time has never been better to buy a train comfort system from DFH. This month, receive 18 months special financing when you buy a complete train system. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH 968-6222 or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for complete program eligibility dates, details, and restrictions. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Welcome into the drive. Not Mark Ennis, so you know things have just gone completely, completely wrong. Uh, it's Nick Valvano with Tanner Brunemesso and, uh, of course, our man Spencer Brown on the ones and twos. Uh, we are going to go three wide here, hold down the four. Our man, Coach Mark Lieberman, is on his way to join. He was scheduled to join about 4.30 anyway, so he's on his way in. Uh, this is what happens when there's a network uh, you know, issue. Uh, a nationwide solar flare? Is that what I'm hearing? Is that what caused this today, boys? I don't know, but I, I know I have no clue what's I know going AT&T on. AT and T has been down all day. Um, I, my phone's been okay because uh, I don't live super far from the station, so I've had Wi Fi at home, Wi Fi here. I haven't really been blind today. I was uh, out of luck until about noon today. Yeah, I, that, that's about that's I about. I was unaware what was going on. I was like. Does something happen? Um, if there's some breaking news in the sports world, I was totally out of it until about noon today. Well, they fired Kenny Payne. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I was hoping there was like, this is, of course, going to happen when I'm not yeah, able right. to access this. all kinds of crazy things happen. Yeah. When, when it's like, uh, what was it? Like during free agency or the trade deadline or something, like Jeff Passan's like Twitter got hacked or something. I think I remember that. And so he, like, it was the most, like, it was like, it would be like Woj uh, on draft night not being able to like tweet. Um, that, that happened to poor Jeff Passan, I think it was, but, uh, yeah. So what, what happened during that extended break was, um, <laughs> collectively myself, Mark Tanner, 
and Avery were trying to get a Zoom link set up so that we could have our man Ennis. The thing is great, um, Zoom. The thing that was great about it was that the audio quality was terrific. He sounded fantastic. He has his mic with him. The problem is that he wouldn't be able to talk to you, the listener. Um, it was just a one-way link, unfortunately. We were trying to figure out something so that he could talk to Weebs, he could talk to us, he could talk to you, the callers. But unfortunately, say la vie, we were not able to get that set up. So we decided... It was an all-around bleep show. Oh, an absolute... And, and Spencer comes bopping in here. And Spencer always... I gotta <laughs> say, every time Spencer comes in, he's just a barrel of freaking endorphins. I love that. He comes bopping into the studio and then he, he's always happy. He always greets everybody with a warm smile. Doesn't matter if his Celtics win, they lose, they get blown out. He's just, a, he's happy as a clam all the time. That's why we love you, Spencer. I try to be happy. And we appreciate it. I try. That. I, I, I can tell something goes on, something's going on because <laughs> obviously the incident with all the cell towers being down this morning. Right. And then I'll, I'll usually try to listen in from like 3 to 3.30 before I can come down to the studio and I hear ads at 307. I'm like, okay, something's going on. And I'm like, hopefully it gets resolved before I get in. And I was like, we're going to have a game plan. I'm just going to come in and be like, Tanner, Nick, whoever, get in the studio. Let's just, well, I mean, it also happens. So I, I stopped Spencer out. before he was getting into the door and I go, Welcome to the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, with another word in front of the show, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a bleep show. It absolutely was. But we we appreciate anyone who stuck around. Uh, they got to hear Coach Kenny Payne uh, his, his post game comments with Paul Rogers and Bob Valvano uh, after last night's loss. Um, a lot of ways that you can be part of the show, um, Spencer. If you can keep trying, gaggle just if on the on the off chance it works, we can get Mark connected. That'd be great. Um, but it's looking like that's not going to be the case. But um, you never know. Uh, maybe it'll it'll uh, miraculously come back on. But 3831-939 is the text line. I'll let Tanner work in some of the texts over there because you're closer to me. Um, and here's the uh, the mouse if you need that. Uh, 8150-939 is the call-in number if you want to be part of the show and give us your thoughts. Um, I don't know where to start besides the fact that I saw this take on Twitter and I think it was from our man Jeff Lightsey Jr. Did last night unite the fan base in the sense that it was the final straw and that there's really no coming back? And I'm not one to, to I've been an ardent Kenny Payne supporter. If there was a way that they could still fix this, I would root for that to happen. But it just seemed when you have a team that is a bottom-dwelling team along with you um, and you get blown out by 2022, was it 22, on your home court. I mean, it was... We lost by double digits to Notre Dame. No matter what, no, I don't care what the score was, it was a bad night. Very bad night. And Lightsey, it's a very smart man, said it himself. Like This did kind of bring together a fan base that has been kind of fighting back and forth as of late of... Who should be the new coach? Hey, Kenny Payne should get a third year. Now, those people think I've finally quiet down. And I think Diener had a tweet, too, that was KP Mafia is real silent right now because I didn't hear a peep on anything on Twitter. Actually, I did see one tweet where it was, we were one or two players away. And I saw a response, and it was just Lakers, Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, and right. Miami Heat, LeBron James. It had to be a KP like burner or something. But I do think the fans have been – like. Finally, have realized like, all right, we're in the home stretch. It's about to be over. Well, what you only have about four games left, plus the conference tournament. I mean, uh, they you have a week off now. Um, I don't think the uh, the narrative of this would be a good time to let him go 
I don't. What's that saying? We're gonna. We win are the, gonna win the ACC tournament. Hey, Good. I would be I great job, Texter. I would, I would love for them to shock the world and get a tournament bid, but that's <laughs> basically the only way I think you could really have a discussion about a third year. Um, is if they make it to the tournament, and the only way that they can do that is by winning the ACC tournament. So we will see. Well, Ennis said it best on Rabo and Co. Because we have this week off. Uh, Take the Band-Aid off now. Get- uh, we were talking about that. He said that uh, when I was I was opening the show Tuesday, and, and he mentioned that. And I was kind of back and forth on it because I, I, I said that if, you, if that is the inevitable, then by definition, anything that you're doing prior to that decision is delaying the inevitable. But one thing that I, I wish I would have mentioned because I, I was going back and forth, I thought maybe... For the roster to stay together, that'd be the the right idea. Uh, maybe that was a decision that they made because it seemed like the players liking Kenny Payne is what kept him kept him as the coach when we had this discussion the first time around during the holiday. Um, I wonder if that was sort of a deal that was made, like, hey, we're gonna he's gonna be the coach no matter what until the end of the year. You guys support him. Um, well, that way you don't have to deal with an interim. Um, you can make your decision about going or staying at the end of the year. It doesn't have to plague your your play or anything like that. Just focus on basketball until the end of the year, um, because he's gonna. The one constant you're gonna have is he's gonna be the coach. And so I kind of was mentioning the fact that I don't know if that was maybe a discussion that maybe it would behoove the players to have a coach finish the year. But something I completely forgot to mention with Mark on Tuesday is the financial ramifications of it. I mean, you $2 million, I believe, um, goes away from the buyout if he's the coach until the 31st of March, until the end of the season. I believe that. I believe that's the case. Text sign 3831939 uh, if you want to be part of the show. Help me out if I'm wrong there. But I believe that's the case. The other thing is I feel like you have to, there's a very, you know, there was a group that was very vocal, that was very um, powerful, that um, kind of brought Kenny Payne here in the first place. I mean, we all know who those people were, the Jerry Eves, you know, the the Junior Bridgmans, those guys. Uh, you have to, I feel like, do right by them because you don't want to lose their support for what comes next. And what comes next would be, a buyout and getting rid of Kenny Payne and then also having to get a new coach. And it, the guy that everybody loves right now, Nate Oates comes with a $10 million price tag. I mean, you're going to want all your pennies and all your ducks in a row and you don't want to have the, the fan base fractured or any bit of your financial backers fractured. If you do something that's unceremonious, um, I feel like it would behoove everybody to because of that, more than anything to let him be the the coach until the end of the season. Now I'm still rooting for him. I still really hope that, you know, maybe there'd be some way that they could make the tournament go on a Cinderella run. That'd be great. We could all talk about this in a couple of years, but it's trending towards that. It doesn't seem like he's going to be getting a third year. And I feel like there are some things first off from the moral standpoint. I mean, he is one of your own. You don't want to tar and feather somebody. Um, especially someone who is a good guy. He might not be winning, but he's, from all accounts, is a great guy. His players still like him. Um, they're starting to show signs of... They're starting to you know, slump down a little bit. We're starting to see that. 
Um, I feel like injuries are playing into that too, but also, I mean, the project we've seen, the fight that we saw, the pulse that we saw a couple of weeks ago um, is gone. I mean, it was gone, I would say, during the second half of the BC game, but it was really gone last game. And it like and you saw it last night in the second half. A lot of slumping of shoulders and everything like that. Um, you spoke on injuries though, uh, with Sky Clark and Tyler both. Right. With uh, Sky had a broken rib. That was the thing I kept seeing. Uh, Tyler with con- concussion protocol right. or concussion symptoms. Do you think Kenny like got grabbed them in the locker room like? Hey guys, I got heard breathing down my neck. <laughs> Can you guys maybe fight through this one? Like, well, uh, I, I was just amazed to see Sky Clark having, because we both played hockey. We've seen some players fight through some injuries. I've never really seen it in basketball, especially a broken rib. Because you know, other oh, that's a wild other injury. players oh, are God. digging into that if they can. I it's a Every tremendous amount of heart hurts. Yeah, though that's... from Sky Clark. And Tyler last night, like, yeah, it was a losing effort. But I have to give my props to those two guys because well, when you I, speak injuries, those two have been fighting through a bunch this year. I think I think that's a great point you raise. It goes back to the whole idea that the kids are still on board with Kenny Payne. Yeah. They haven't given up. We we don't we haven't seen as bad as it is and as slumped as the shoulders are the past couple of games. We haven't seen them completely give up, a la U of L football, like during the end of Bobby Petrino's tenure here. Um, We've seen instances of them fighting throughout the year, but Kenny Payne keeps talking about that. Keeps saying they gotta fight, we gotta fight, we gotta fight. Um, I feel like. Do you it's, think he knows any other word that has the same meaning of fight though, like compete? <laughs> well, I don't battle. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm tired. Of, like I'm. I'm. No, I know. There's there's a fight fatigue. There shave my is. head and call me Mark Ennis because I'm also tired of that word now. No, I get it. I mean, and, and it's been something that's can, consistent, and that's something that I feel like it's. There's nothing that Kenny Payne could say that I think that would help him. You know, with when you're losing the, and you're losing the way they are losing, but I do think that there's certain things that he could say that hurt him. And saying the same thing over and over again, I feel like, yeah, obviously, is is not going to be resonating with people. Um, it just it, it just is what it is. Thirty eight, thirty one, ninety three nine. If you want to be part of the show, text us eighty one fifty ninety three nine. If you want to be part of the show and call in, uh, a guy that I always enjoy talking to, our man Doc calls in now. Doc, how are you, sir? I am well, and in fact, it is a pleasure to listen to this show at this time and not hear all the negativity that we've been hearing for the whole season. Uh, call me a Pollyanna, but yeah, I do still hold that hope that at this point, uh, having, for the past few weeks, having nothing to do but game prepare for the next opponent, we can have a week where they can go back to work on the things that need to be worked on as far as basics go in running our own offense, realizing that because of injuries and short roster, we haven't had a full staff to be able to practice against, uh, let alone game prepare. So this next coming week, uh, with being able to go back to basics and work on the things that need to be worked on instead of going through scattering reports for the next opponent, may make a difference in the outcome for the year. So I'm still uh, optimistic. Again, call me Pollyanna if you want, but uh, the past few weeks with game after game after game, uh, practice has just been going through scattering reports, 
and trying to prepare as opposed to preparing for what we could be doing better ourselves, both at the offensive end and defensive end, when we have a limited number of players participating in practice because of both shortage as well as injuries. No, I think that's, that's all I got. No, I think that's a good point, Doc. Absolutely, and and we'll see. Uh, I mean, this this. This week off definitely comes at a good time for uh, for U of L as the the injuries um, are mounting up, and uh, I mean th- those are just the injuries we know. We're not even talking about wear and tear uh, because I mean a couple of players have been playing full games and everything like that. So um, no, I think that's a good point. I think this uh, this break will definitely behoove them to heal up a little bit. Maybe practice will be better. I mean, how crazy would it be? If they return from the break and go on the road and beat Duke, I mean, <laughs> I, I look. I'm not saying it's going to happen, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, how crazy would that be um, to see what this team healthy could do? Because I will say, and again, I'm not. Everybody, calm down. Like, I'm not saying anything is going that that can happen besides a tournament run would warrant a third year right now. I'm not trying to be pessimistic i love kenny Payne. i'm rooting for him i would love for him to get that chance for something to happen to get him give him that chance i mean but i i'm i'm on the oats boat for if in terms of who the next person might be um all i'm saying is it would be interesting to see if maybe that team that we saw a couple weeks ago comes back um with given a week to heal up and maybe that team can give Duke a game. I'm not saying they beat them, but it, maybe we see a little bit of fight. Something that can, you know, help them maybe finish the the three game homestand to end the year on a little bit of a positive note. I could maybe see them having a good performance against Duke and then maybe winning two of those three. Um, not saying that'll happen, obviously, but I'm saying I could see that happening. I don't think that if we get that team that we saw a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't think that'd be out of the realm of possibility. So uh, with that said, hour one of the drive is coming to an end. We'll keep, we'll chat with you on the other side. Leaves will join us. It's Nick Valvano, Tanner Brunamesso, Spencer Brown, and for Mark Ennis.